Welcome to the Successful Life Podcast, your go-to source for insights and strategies in the HVAC, plumbing, and roofing industries. I'm Corey Barrier, here to guide you through transformative approaches to business and mindset. Each episode will explore unique methods, focusing on identifying and addressing the core challenges in your field. Our goal is to equip you and your team with practical solutions that foster growth and success. So whether you're tuning in for the first time or you're a longtime listener, get ready to dive into a wealth of knowledge and expertise. Let's begin our journey to success together. This is the successful life. It's Corey Barrier. Yeah, come learn with me. Take you down the path of our journeys. This is the successful life. It's time to take what you learn. Apply it to your life. It's your turn. To live a successful life. You are tuning in to the Successful Life Podcast. Three, This is the successful life. It's Corey Barrier, yeah, come learn with me. Take you down the path of our journeys. This is the successful life. It's time to take what you learn, apply it to your life. It's your turn to live a successful life. You are tuning in to the Successful Life Podcast. Welcome to the Successful Life Podcast. I am your host, Corey Barrier. And today, folks, we're going to have a little bit different episode. <clears throat> but first, I want to thank you. I want to thank you so much for supporting this show. I want to thank you so much for helping us get ranked top 5% in the whole world. It's pretty dope. I also want to thank our military, each and every person that has served. Heck, I want to thank the people that are getting ready to serve. In fact, my neighbor just put a sign in his yard, uh, said the making of a Marine or, or something like that. In other words, his kids going to the Marines. I think that's great. My brother was a Marine. So I became a father, not, not a father, Jesus, an uncle of four overnight. How in the world did that happen, Corey? Well, my little brother had our newest addition to our barrier family. And his name is Ryle. R-Y-L-E. The middle name is Prince and last name is Barrier, which I think is a pretty, pretty dope name. I like it. I like it because it's different. It's super different. And you're probably thinking, Corey, I cannot believe your white brother named some his kid Prince. Well, here's the story behind that. It's not what you think. He didn't name the kid after Prince, the freaking singer. His wife, his wife, Michelle, the baby's mother, her last name was Prince. So it's a pretty cool story if you ask me. Congratulations, Josh, on also adopting your two newest kids, I guess is what you would say. They're not even new kids. But so Josh adopted uh, Landon and Sydney. So that's how I became an uncle of four because, well, his other daughter, Ivy. So now just to wrap all that up for you, uh, Josh adopted two kids on Wednesday. He had a kid on Wednesday, and he already had a kid. So that makes me uncle of four. Today, you're going to get to hear my uh, the, the pretty much the exact talk that I gave at Connect. So I decided I, I had got, I've gotten a lot of messages about people that had not didn't they didn't get to see it, didn't get to um, sit in on the presentation. And so I just decided to record it. And here it is today. You're going to listen to it on here. It is also on YouTube. I probably already mentioned that, but you should go check that out as well. The link will be in the, in the show notes. It will see you on the other side. Rock and roll. My name is Corey Barrier. I am the sales CEO. 
And last Wednesday, I gave my talk on retaining top talent, how plumbing and HVAC businesses can keep and attract their best employees. Now, I know a lot of you didn't make it to the talk. And I know a lot of you wanted to make it to the talk because I got to talk to you afterwards and you were disappointed that you missed the conversation. And I understand because this is a really big deal right now in, in the trades. Like this is such a big deal. If you want to go ahead and scan that QR code, that'll take you to all of my information. You know, a few things about me. I, I am a number one bestseller on Amazon, nine simple steps to sell more shit. I do host the Successful Life podcast, which we are ranked top 5% in the entire world. I've owned multiple businesses. I am the winner of the North Carolina PHCC Golden Toilet Award, which I am unbelievably grateful for. And I now chair the North Carolina Auxiliary Committee. So that's a little bit about me currently. Now is a little bit more about is a little bit more about my, my history and, and, and some things that I've gone through. And so I had I had a pretty good childhood. I'll be honest with you. I had two great parents. But when I was 12 years old, I just graduated my sixth grade class with straight A's and one B. The only year I made straight A's and one B. We were at a graduation party with some of my friends. I jumped off the diving board and popped out the other end of the pool. And these three girls, the cutest three girls in the whole school, were at the end of the pool. And so I got out and they asked me if I would go jump off the diving board again. So I'm thinking they think I'm cute, right? Why else would they ask me to go jump off the diving board? I confidently walked back and I get to the diving board and I walk out to the end and I bounce up and down. You know what I mean? Like everybody's done. I jump into the pool and I get back out and they ask me to do it again. And I'm like, Ooh man, for sure. I'm in there without a shadow of a doubt. I'm in there. And I get about halfway back to the pool. I mean, the diving board and one of the girls says, Hey, Corey, you ever thought about wearing a training bra? Hmm. Nope. As a matter of fact, I have not ever thought about wearing a training bra. Now, you can imagine the sheer embarrassment, the humiliation that I felt that day. Now, rightly so, I was a fat kid. I'll be honest with you. I'm super grateful for those three girls for calling me out and embarrassing the daylights out of me because I got off my butt and lost weight and I've never gained it back. And I've been healthy ever since. So I really appreciate that, that awful situation that happened to me, not for me, rather. So by the age of 22, I racked up three DUIs. 20, uh, by 2005, I got caught with four ounces of cocaine. And fortunately, I hired a really expensive lawyer and spent six months uh, in an re uh, inpatient rehab facility. It was an absolute nightmare, but it was better than prison. And so one would have thought that I would have straightened up at that point, but I didn't. I kept drinking because drinking was my friend. 
Now, while I was in that rehab center, I got married. Un, you know, I didn't really want to get married, but I didn't have a driver's license, so I kind of had to get married. Selfish, I know. And, you know, I wouldn't make that same decision today, obviously, but that day I did. And so 2009 rolled around and it was time for me to get my driver's license back. And so that process after eight years is you got to go in front of the DMV and you got to explain why you should drive again. And you got to bring witnesses and all kinds of stuff. And so I did that. And successfully, I walked out of there with a driver's license under a few conditions. Those conditions were I had to get um, an ignition interlock put in my car, which was a big old black, you know, it was a little bit, it was about that long. So it was longer than this, way bigger. And you just, you had to go, you had to, you had to type these numbers in and did digits in the right way and blow like your brain's going to explode. And so uh, naturally I agreed to that because that was a good deal for me, even though it was for seven years. And at the time, I thought, I cannot believe they gave me seven years. Today, I am grateful they gave me seven years because it took that long for me to realize I don't need alcohol in my life. I mean, I did stop drinking in 2009, but I can't promise you. In fact, I wouldn't put my money on me if I hadn't have been forced by that device. Because I'll tell you what happened. And this is when I had to make a decision. And a lot of you will understand this. Sometimes you got to make a decision in your business. It's a hard decision to make, but you just have to make a decision to move forward. And whatever happens, happens. And so after I got that thing put in my car, I set it off again, or I set it off. And I had to go immediately down to the DMV and explain to that same lady why I just set this thing off after I just told her, um, you know, I basically I quit drinking. And so I got out of that. I, I talked my way out of that. And I'm really grateful for that lady today. Because she could have. I, I could have ruined my life by making that decision. She could have enforced what she promised, what she should have enforced, which was for me not to drive. But I'm grateful that she gave me some grace that day. And, you know, we don't always get grace in life, but sometimes we need it. And sometimes we need it in our business. And sometimes you got to ask for help. And people are okay helping, but you got to ask for it anyway. So she explained very clearly to me, Corey, if I ever, if I ever see your face in this office again, you will never drive on the streets of North Carolina again. Do you understand? Yes, ma'am. And I knew right then. My nine lives were gone. I had no more opportunities. I had no more chances. I had no more mess ups. I had no more. No, I was done. And I knew I was done. And so I had a choice to make. And that choice was kind of go down this route that I've taken you down here today. And keep doing that over and over or fast forward and become the sales CEO. And so that's what I did. And so today we're going to get into what you came here about. 
which is how to, you know, how to retain talent. But first, let me ask you a question really quick. I need you to pay really close attention. Sometimes I blank out and sometimes I forget what I'm going to say. A lot of that's due to me having ADHD. So sometimes I forget. If I forget, I need you to remember the last couple of words that I said so you can remind me if I get off track. Cool? Thank you. Attention contractors of the Successful Life podcast. Want to supercharge your business decisions? We've got something just for you. Head over to our website, SuccessfulLifePodcast.com and click on the free download button to grab your copy of Warning When Hiring a Leadership Coach. Equip yourself with the insights you need to make informed decisions for your business. Don't miss out. 60% of business owners, 6 out of 10 people, and if you're wondering why I'm talking about ADHD, well, I'm talking to you, you're a business owner. 60% of us have ADHD. We're Lots of us are visionaries, right? And a lot of you will recognize this. You can see the bigger picture in your business. You can see how things are going to work, right? You can, you understand the overall vision of where you're going. Now, whether you can explain that or not, that's a different story. But the integrator in this scenario is the person that explains it and implements it, right? You come up with a grandiose idea, you have somebody else implement it. You're good at one or two, for sure, one or two things. But there's a lot of things you're not good at, right? Like marketing. We all suck at marketing. So why would you try to do your own marketing? It doesn't make sense. If you suck at your books, stop doing your books. Let somebody else do your books. Pay them to do your books and you do another job or whatever it is. But look, you got to work on your business, not in it. Lots of times people, business owners in particular, we see those five steps ahead. This is not going to be very politically correct. So you just listen to the story and don't, it's just a story. So it's a made up story. Jack comes to you. He's been your service technician for two and a half years. You love Jack. He's a good guy. Jack is a bit promiscuous and you know this. And y'all have talked about it and whatever, you know, not a big deal. But now the day has come and Jack has gotten the bartender pregnant. Jack don't want to have a baby with the bartender. The baby, the bartender wants to have the baby. But she's open to talk, right? So Jack's talking to you, the owner, about what to do. In your mind, as he's telling you this story, you know exactly what's going to happen if he has that baby or if he doesn't have that baby, right? You know his life is going to change drastically beyond recognition if he has that baby. If he doesn't have that baby, his life may not change very much. Again, we're not talking about what's the moral thing to do here. We're talking about you, the visionary, being able to see those steps ahead. And so now that I've laid that out there for you, that should entirely make sense. But sometimes we have a hard time explaining that to Jack. Hey, brother, this is what's going to happen. If you do this, this is what's going to happen if you do that. 
And sometimes people don't want to listen or maybe we don't explain it right. I'm not sure. But either way, it all comes down to communication, which leads me right into how you communicate. Now, think about this. For I'll just tell you a quick story. The other day I was coming into my garage. I was coming home. And I was thinking about a conversation my wife and I had had about a political issue. I've been thinking about it for about three minutes. And so I come in the house as I'm still thinking about it. And I start talking to my wife about this thing. But I start three minutes into the conversation that I've had with myself. And my wife's like, dude, what, what are you like? What are you talking about? Like you, you came in like kind of halfway through the conversation. It felt like, Oh, that's right. You're right. I did. Sorry. I had that other half in my head. Now my wife knows that about me. Your employees don't know that about you. So my point is how often do you think that happens in your business? How often does the communication fall through the cracks between your CSRs, your customers, your employees, employees to employees, like the list goes on and on. You get what I'm saying here. Communication is absolutely, is so important and is the least, uh, it's the least focused area where I see most companies. So the 738.55 rule, 7% of the, of the words that we use in communication um, have an effect on our communication. Set the 7% of our communication are the words that we use. 38% of our communication is the tonality that we use. It's the voice inflection. It's the speeding up or it's the slowing down or the late night DJ voice. You see how that slowed your brain down really quick and then I moved it really quick. See what I mean? The point is that tonality is really important. Now imagine when your customer calls, and they're in a panic. And your CSR or CCR answers the phone. Welcome to A Plus Plumbing. This is Mary. How can I help you? Which is how she should answer it, right? But then Mary doesn't really understand emotional intelligence. Mary, holy. My water. And Mary's like, yeah, no problem. Let me get your phone number. Let me see if I can get some information. No, no, no. No, Mary. Mary, I am Mr. Customer. Miss Customer, I am so sorry. I, I am so sorry that's happened to you. I cannot imagine what you're going through. Do me a favor. If you'll slow down for just a quick second, let me get some information because I know this is important. I'm going to make sure I get somebody out there immediately. But what you want to do with that CSR is train them to slow their voice down because it slows the brain down of the person that you're speaking to. And if you've got a reactive customer on the phone, you want them to calm down because you're going to have an easier call. You're going to get the information a lot easier, a lot better, clearer, more concise, and your CSR or CCR is not going to be rushed. And they're not going to make mistakes. This is important. This is extremely high level stuff.
probably should not have gone into it that deep. So if you have questions about that, you're feel free to reach out. Anyway, so 55% of our communication is our body language, right? We think about our hands and we think about our feet or our body, but we don't think about, hey, Corey, your hair looks stupid, right? You can see right then, I, I don't, I, I didn't like that comment. Hey, Corey, you, you look pretty hot today, right? You can tell, right? Pe dogs can tell body language. When you get upset, your dog runs under the table, what do you think's happening? He knows or she knows, whatever it is, you ain't happy. And so body language is very important. And when we're talking about this with your service technicians, when they're standing in the house and they've got their hands in their pocket and they're slouched over and their shirt tails out, what image does that put in your head when I, when I describe it? Not the kind of guy you want in your house, but most of your guys do that. How do I know that? Because that most of the people I work with, they have that issue. Is it every one of your guys? No. But do you have guys that do it? Absolutely you do. Look at the guys that have the crappiest numbers. They're the guys that are not doing their job. It's really simple. And if you don't know their numbers, well, that's ridiculous. And you want them to be congruent, right? You want, here's what I mean by congruency. So if you're, if your technician does not or, or CSR doesn't know the answer to a question. Please advise them not to lie because the customer knows that you're lying. Say, Mr. Customer, that is a great question. And you know what? I'm fairly new here. I have not ever been asked that question. I can either put you on hold really quick, shouldn't take but more than 30 seconds, no more than 30 seconds, or Miss Jones, if it makes more sense for you. I can just call you back when it's most convenient. But it's all about the delivery. It's all about being honest. And it's just telling the customer where you're at. And if your CSRs are new, train them to tell the freaking customer, hey, Mr. Customer, you know, I'm a little bit new in this role. Is there any way I could get you to slow down just for a quick second? I just want to make sure that I get everything in this computer right. So that way, when the technician gets to your house, there are zero questions about what they need to do to solve your problem. Now, how many people are gonna be upset when you say that? None, that's how many. Mirrors, right? I explain this to you. You're going to think there's no way this is gonna work. You're also gonna think, I'm gonna get caught, Corey. You're also gonna think, this sounds crazy. So here's what I want you to do. If your service technician, let's just pretend I'm the service technician and my alter ego is Bob, right? Bob is going to start talking and man, I'm the service technician for A plus plumbing. Bob says, repeat the last three to five words the other person said. Service technician, the other person said, question mark. Bob. Yeah, yeah. Give the customer the opportunity to tell you more information. More information? Yeah, yeah. Corey, uh, it makes the customer feel heard and understood. Makes the customer feel heard and understood? 
Yeah, yeah. It makes them feel like you give a crap. You see what I'm saying? If you, but you got to do this the right way. And it takes repetition and it takes practice, but it's something that it also gives you the ability to let that person know that you've been heard. They've been heard. Your customer, they want to know you're listening to them. Even if you're not listening to them, repeat back the last couple of words and you'll figure it out. And I'm not suggesting that you do that, but if you get caught without anything to say, then there you have it. There's an easy way for you to bounce that. In other words, let's just pretend for a second you zone out, right? Like I, 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 I do that from time to time, zone out or blank out. Y'all caught that earlier, I thought, I think. And, and, and I hear you finished the sentence, but I hear those last two to three words. I can repeat those back no matter what I hear. So just remember that. Use that as a safety blanket to be successful. On this next one, we've got, you know, this is what you guys are, a lot of you all have asked about. Gen Zs and millennials, right? The difference in the years, you can see 97 to 2012 and 81 for millennials to 96. It's a big difference between those generations. You're, you know, if you're the average plumber in North Carolina, you're about 62, 63 years old. You are having trouble identifying with what the younger generation needs and wants because it's very different than what we needed and wanted as when, when we were coming up. And it's great to have Gen Zers around your business because they can actually freshen it up a little bit, not make it look so stale, right? You've been doing the same stuff for 30 years. You can't expect everything to still be working like it did 30 years ago. But we do think that, right? And, and, and it's crazy. It not to me, I'll get into the recruiting portion in a minute. So did you know that employees, and by the way, I'm doing this, this talk just like I did it at PHCC. So this first line is screwed up. Employees value training opportunities more than you do, the employer. The employer doesn't value training as much as the employee. Is that bizarre or what? We're getting into the younger generation. They value training. They value development. They value being a part of a good culture. They value feeling like you care about them. I'll be honest with you. We've seen companies that pay less than other companies, but have such a good culture. The money doesn't matter. I know that sounds nuts. Your mind's blown, right? And I get that because it's weird sounding to thinking that to think that the money doesn't matter as much as those other things. But it's true. Check this out. 76% of millennials believe professional development opportunities are, mo are the most important aspects of company culture. So that's really important. How is your company culture? When I say company culture, do people look forward to working for you? Do they love coming to work? Do they look forward? I don't know. So, but that's a really important question that you need to ask yourself. All right. So 60% 60 of millennials want leadership training. Is that crazy or what? 60% of millennials want leadership training. 43% of managers, not manners, who have been in their roles role for less than a year say they've, they've had no training. 43%? 
67% of Gen X leaders want more external coaching and 57% want external development. It's important to pour into your team. Lots of times that takes having great conversations with them, learning more about them as a person, what they like, what they don't like. Virtual training statistics. Unfortunately, we've all, or fortunately, I know a lot of people that have they've done phenomenal. I do most of my coaching uh, virtually, right? I, I, I do come out to the business sometimes. It just depends on what the needs are for the company. Majority of my training is done at, from my house, from my studio. And it works because I can pipe in from Raleigh, North Carolina at any moment and give a training to anybody in the United States or outside of the United States, right? Out Up until a few years ago, that wasn't possible. And now people are getting so used to these things, they prefer having a virtual training they can go and look at, right? So I have my nine steps. I mentioned earlier that I have, um, I'm an author and my book is Nine Simple Steps to Sell More Shit. And it's on Amazon. And that was a quick little plug there. Not for you to go buy the book. I mean, you. I would encourage you to go buy the book because you're going to learn something for sure. I don't make any money off the book. But my point is in telling you about the book, it's got my nine steps in it. So you can understand how I take the team through um, the process, really take a business through a process. But I can adjust that process to, you know, plumbing, HVAC, roofing, electric. I've done it for all of them, right? Doesn't matter. So, um, but that would be a good way for you to check out some of my training. And so if I do video, right? If I, if I, if I were to provide you with my nine step, my nine steps in a video format, well, now you could have that information forever to train all your new people with, right? Like whenever I go into a company and train, I train, I, I record everything. I record everything anyway, but I make sure that I record everything so that way you can go back as the business owner and look at those recordings that way you don't have to bring me back in and pay me more money to teach you the same stuff because i think that's ridiculous i don't think you should have to do that but you're not gonna have to call me back in to do that anyway because i make sure before i leave your business that it's exactly how i told you it was going to be i don't do this you know come and train for a week or so. And then, you know, you call me back and say the training's not working and you got to pay me another bunch of money to come back. I just don't roll like that. So, but you got to pay attention to this. You want to pay attention to this if you want to be successful. Enhance career sites and job postings for Google. What does that mean exactly? Well, if you're posting on Google for jobs, you want to make sure that the ad looks different than what everybody else likes. You are not likes what everybody else has, right? If your ad says, oh, we, great company, long-term, highest paid, time off, blah, 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 insurance, blah, 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 blah. Sound like everybody else. Your ad stinks if it sounds like that. If you're wondering why you're not getting anybody, that's why. Your ad sucks. And so, I'm just being honest with you. You got to talk about what people want, right? Think about this. Whoever you're going after, if it's a younger guy that maybe is like, what can you help that guy with? Maybe he's got some credit problems. Maybe you help people with credit repair. Maybe that's a benefit is, hey, we'll help you fix your credit if you come work for us. That seems funny, but it ain't. The, it's not that funny because most people don't know how to fix their credit. And 
Uh, that not that particular one won't, won't apply to everybody, but it certainly should give you some ideas of some things that you can do to attract more employees. And 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 look, say hiring service tags, right? It drives me nuts when people are not specific about what they want. Because if you're not specific about what you want, you're going to have to be happy with what you get. So creating compelling and meaningful content. So what does this mean? Um, This means that you want to create content that's going to attract the people that you're looking for. Now, let's just stay with the millennials and the Gen Zs because they're going to help your business continue on after you die or retire. Otherwise, the business is going to go with you. My point in bringing that up is if you're creating content on social media, is it attracting? Is it, is it, do you look cool? That, that basically is, and I'm going to get to that in next, I think it's the next slide, but you want to make sure that the people that are looking at your pages, your social media pages, because let's just be honest, that is where people are looking for your company. They're not looking on job boards. They're not looking on Monster. They're not looking on Indeed. They're not looking there, dude. That's where all the unemployed people are. What you need to look for are employed people. And I'm not suggesting that you go steal other employees. What I am suggesting is you don't have to hire people. Oh, man, I got way off track. You don't have to hire people in the same industry. You could pull somebody from a restaurant and make them an HVAC sales tech all day long. If you train them, and they could be amazing. I mean, there's guys out there right now that are doing that. I see it all the time, and they're crushing it because why? Those folks don't have bad habits. What is, you know, what is, what is, what does your company stand for? Does it have any, do you talk about diversity and inclusion? Do you talk about culture, training, social response? Do you all do anything? Like I'll tell you, um, Rhino Marketing, Cristiano. And Chris, all once a month, his whole team, they spend one Friday away from the office and they go and they donate that time to clean up the road or whatever, some kind of social responsibility because it gives your team the ability to know that you care about something more than just the money they're bringing in. And even if you don't care about anything other than the money coming in, you need to because people are starting to get tired of that. People want more from you. And you've got to give it to them if you want to keep them. Or you can just keep doing things the way you've been doing them and keep getting the things that you keep getting, right? If you're the one saying, I can't find people, then why are you not doing something different? Listen, if you train, now just think about this for a second, okay? If you train your technicians to sell better, they're going to make more money, right? If you train your CSRs, to sell better, they're going to make more money, right? Well, maybe not in the current situation, but if you work with me, that's how it's going to go. You want to incentivize these two areas to bring in more sales. If you're playing the, paying them a flat rate, 20 bucks an hour for a CSR, whatever it is, you're going to get 20 bucks an hour worth of work. But if you pay them $18 an hour with a spiff that they can make 
$28 an hour. Now you've got an employee that's all about you and they're all about your company and they're all about your brand. And that is a raving employee. That is your hiring team. Think about this. If you've got the employee that I just described, that you're pouring into them, you're, you've got somebody like me that comes in and trains those CSRs every week, trains those technicians every week, and holds their hand and helps them with the things that they struggle with. Who's the hero here? Bro, you win. You win, you make the money, you have the happy employees, you win. But your ego is not your amigo. And so if, if you put that amigo, uh, that ego to the side, because people want to help you, but you just got to be open to get that help. This is cool. I, I think this is cool. Like use text recruiting. Use the lowest pressure of interaction that you can use. The least amount of friction that you can have between you and that new employee is the difference between whether they're your new employee or not. If you can make it simple for them to apply for your company, do that. Oh, but Corey, I mean, that's just lazy. They need to fill out an application. No, they don't. Stop thinking the old, you don't have to do things the way you've always done them. You don't. Make it easy for them. At the end of the day, they're going to follow your rules when they get there anyway. Who cares how they get there? Right? Focus on the things that are important. So, and guess what? Gen Z's grew up with technology like we didn't. So, not only will these people bring fresh new ideas, but they're going to bring technology and they're going to know how to use it. And guess what? That's massively valuable for you because technology is a struggle for you and for me. You know, I mean, sometimes technology makes me want to pull my freaking hair out. And I know, I know for a fact, you feel the same way. I love having some young person around me that knows how to do this stuff way quicker than me. Because quite frankly, I'd rather it be that way. I hate messing with it. I shouldn't say I hate messing with it. I just don't enjoy it. But anyway, the point is, bring these new people in because they can bring the new ideas and they can tell you how to do them. It really does work to your advantage. And so I hope you guys are enjoying this so far. Showcase diversity in your employer branding. Like, first of all, your branding needs to be the same across all your social platforms, right? If it's uh, if it's RDU door garage doors, then it needs to be RDU garage doors across the board. And all of your logos need to be the same. And they need to be eye-catching. They need to be amazing. You want to make sure that you stand out. If you don't stand out, I'll give you a quick example. John um, Jordan here in Raleigh, North Carolina. Owns a company called Comfort Monster. And his his van has a big old purple Comfort Monster on it. It looks ridiculous, but you can't miss it. And it was just, it was a really smart move for him, in my opinion. Use social media to showcase the brand, right? If you're not on social media and you're not talking about your company, why not? That's crazy, Right? You're the newer people coming into the trades. They're all on social media, every one of them. 
And I know that you may not be that keen on social media. You don't have to be, but you need to bring somebody in that can be because you are going to get left in the dust. Look, think about Roger Wakefield, right? Roger Wakefield's a buddy of mine. Roger and I, Roger's been on my podcast. We spoke on the same stages. Roger is just like you if you're a plumber, except for Roger turned the camera around and decided he was going to start filming himself doing plumbing jobs. Now he makes God knows how much money without doing a thing every month. How would you like to be that guy? I think that sounds pretty cool. Implement an employee referral program, right? So one of the things that's been extremely successful that I've learned is, I'll give you one quick example. We implemented a massage program I had the company, I had the owner go and sign up for a monthly massage program where they get a massage once a month. The CSRs got them, got every, so you could buy additional massages once a week. So it started out once a month and then it worked so well that then they started doing this contest. How many, could, you know, call book rate, a bunch of KPIs. And then they moved it to every week. So now every week, these girls, mostly girls have a chance to win a freaking massage. Most of these girls haven't even ever had a massage. How cool is that? It's awesome. And guess what? Young people like stuff like that. It's $59 a month. That is peanuts. If you did it once a week, that's still what? 59 plus, who cares? 250 bucks a month. You have no idea what this will do. Because your employees will then tell all of their friends, I just got back from a massage that my boss gave me because I kicked ass this week. How about that? It's, it's pretty dope. I'm telling you right now, these ideas are the ones that are winning, period. So you want to provide development guidance for these folks. Listen, these guys have grown up in a time like you and I have not, right? They've seen 2008, they've seen the pandemic, they've seen freaking global climate, whatever, change. They've seen, I mean, look around. It's a wild, wild, wild time right now. And people are confused, especially our younger folks are confused. They don't know what the heck is going on. The last part of this, I'm going to say, if you want to attract good people, then you need to be attractive. What does that mean, Corey? Get your branding squared away. Make sure it looks amazing. Make sure your trucks are clean. Make sure your guys are dressed well. Make sure when people see A-plus plumbing that they want to go work there. Like, dang, dude, look at that guy's outfit. I don't know what they're doing over there, but I want to check that out, right? Look how clean their trucks are. And look at my truck. They must be doing something different over there. Yeah, they're doing something different. They're acting like normal people. What's your dating profile? I think this is a funny question. You're probably thinking, Corey, that is a ridiculous question. But really, if you were going to put yourself, imagine for a second, if you had to go out back on the market, right? Imagine if you had to go back out on the dating scene. Well, you wouldn't have much choice but to create a dating profile, right? I mean, if you want to move this thing faster, 
you're going to put the best looking picture of you, the skinniest picture of you, the hottest picture of you in that dating profile. Why? Because you want to attract top talent. You want to attract the best freaking people. And you know that if you put that picture of you 20 pounds heavier on there, you're going to attract 20 pound heavier guy. I know my voice got a little bit elevated. Because I get a little bit animated about this because and when I say all that, you realize how crazy it sounds that you're not doing these things. You are courting people to become your employees. People are watching you. They're watching your social media. They're watching your business. They're watching your company. They watch what other people say. They watch your reviews. If you got crappy reviews, bro, that's why you're not getting people to, 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 to give you any good, legitimate opportunities for work. Nobody wants to work for a, a company that's got crappy reviews. Like, who? think about that. I'm not going to sign up for a company that's got crappy reviews. Does the job posting, I mentioned this earlier, does it look like everybody else? Probably. Make it different. You want to be different because being different is going to afford you the opportunity to be successful. And listen, here's what I want you to think about. You know, I understand that a lot of times it's hard to make decisions. I understand that it's hard because you've, You've built this business and it's hard to ask. It's hard to bring somebody in and let them hold your baby without you really knowing what's going to happen. And I know it's nerve wracking and I know it makes you feel uncomfortable. And I do understand that because I've been there except for, I didn't call for help. I didn't call in another set of eyes. I tried to do everything myself for the sake of the business. For the sake of saving money. That second business that you saw at the first of this program, a brand new UMD was a hormone clinic, a testosterone clinic that I opened. It was my clinic partner. And I'm like a lot like a lot of you. I try to do everything myself. And I only knew a portion of that business. I didn't know how to run a business. Like a lot of you, I ran it into the ground because I felt like I didn't deserve to bring in outside help. Who do I think I am hiring outside help when I can do this stuff myself? Huh. I guess I think I'm high and mighty. Well, yeah. Who's high and mighty when I walked away with nothing, right? Now, that was several years, four years ago. It's in 2018. But I'm going to tell you right now, I don't want you to go through that. I do not want you to go through that because it is not fun and it's not fun rebuilding. And I see a lot of the same mistakes get made and it breaks my heart because I know that if you just had a little bit more information, you can make some better choices and those choices could drive your business in a positive way. And maybe you wouldn't have to stress out every single weekend about whether or not you're getting calls on Monday Maybe you wouldn't have to stress out every week or every month about how you're going to make payroll or maybe every two weeks. Who knows? You know, it is what it is. I'm not going to tell you anything that's going to make you change your mind. And I'm not saying that you've got to hire me for this. By no means am I saying that. I do educate and develop service technicians and 
CCRs or CSRs, customer service representatives in plumbing and HVAC companies because I'm really good at it. And I know exactly what to say. I know exactly how to get them to move differently. And I also know how to uncover at least 20% of revenue that you're leaving on the table. At the end of the day, here's what's going to happen. You're going to hire me and it's not going to cost you a dime because I'm going to make you so much more money than what you ever have to pay me that the fee that you pay me is not even a, a thought. And I think that's how all companies should operate. But I'm confident in what I do because I have, you know, I've got the record to prove it. I know my stuff works and you know your stuff works. But when your guys and your guys know your stuff works, but when they're not confident about what they're talking about price wise and what they're talking about with the sales process, all that fantastic knowledge of they, they have is null and void because they sound like an idiot at the end of the sale. Because they don't know they've not been trained. And that's really on you, the owner. That's not on them. And that's also not fair to them. Equip your guys with the successful tools so they can go out there and close deals for you and make you money. Don't be so hard-headed about it. So that last part was not in the my PHCC speech. I did get a little off track. I just speak from my heart. And that's it. If you'd like for me to to do my secret shopper process on you, which is uh, on your company, um, just let me know. All you have to do is you can just send me a text message at 919-896-9999, or you can just, you got the, the, the barcode scan, but go check me out. And then the last thing that I'll tell you is this. Um, I do give anybody in the PHCC, specifically if you're a member of the PHCC, I give you a special rate. And so you're going to want to reach out to me about that because I'm happy to help you. And I promise you, I promise you, this is literally going to cost you zero dollars because how much sense would it make for you to pay me and then you not make money? How long do you think I'm going to be in business doing that? Not very long. All right. That is the end of my sales pitch. I have laid it on thick. So I apologize in advance for that, but I really need you to understand how important this is. All right. We'll see you guys later. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. If you took anything away from this podcast, make sure you subscribe, leave a review, and go check out some other episodes on SuccessfulLifePodcast.com. This is the Successful Life. Thank you for tuning into the Successful Life Podcast. We hope today's insights have ignited your passion and provided tools to shape your leadership journey. Remember. Greatness is a journey, not a destination. Continue your pursuit by exploring more resources and insights over at CoreyBarrier.com. Until next time, keep leading, keep learning, and keep striving for excellence. Stay inspired and see you on the next episode.